thought our guest today, Edgar Sotelo, uh, we know him from being on the air here in Los Angeles, and he's been all over the country as a DJ. Yeah. Dallas, New York. Yeah. yeah, Dallas, New York, now here in Los Angeles. Um, tell me your, your impressions of when we sat down with Edgar. I know you've stayed in touch with him a little bit since mm-hmm. that day. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about your your thoughts of Edgar. Uh, well, first of all, just really cool dude. I mean, like I like he walked in. You said Edgar Sotelo, radio DJ. I'm like, okay, I don't know who this guy is. And then he yeah. comes in. I'm like, I've seen him before. Totally know who this is. And I yeah. start to do a little more research. I'm like, oh, my goodness, yeah. I have seen him. I've heard him. Um, and he really was just, again, I think the theme that's coming through all these people, authenticity. That We haven't right. had any people that – we're not the way that we have experienced them on media or anything like that. Edgar, again, was another one of those great story, great, great passion for what he does. Yeah. And, and, uh, his story about how he got into what he does and, and where he's going. Like it's, it's fascinating. It's, and I, yeah. I really enjoy the interview a lot. Yeah. And he's a pioneer in that crossover from Latino into mainstream mm-hmm. radio. He's an entrepreneur. He's, you've heard him on the radio. He's a girl dad, uh, two no, young right. girls, three and one or almost one. Uh, We're excited for you to hear our interview with our friend, Edgar Sotelo, entrepreneur, radio personality. Hey, what's up, familia? My name is Edgar Sotelo, also known as Shaboy, and you're watching From the Heart with my friend, mi amigo, Ed Hart. Uh, This morning, we're just honored to have Edgar Sotelo, my good friend, and uh, just grateful that you'd make the time to be with us today. So, Edgar, why don't you just uh, freeform it, man? Tell us a little bit about yourself, what you're up to, anything that comes to your heart right now. Thank you. I appreciate you guys having me on, man. You know how much I, I admire you and the work you're doing with this podcast. It's so important to be able to get such uh, great stories out and then uh, also getting opportunities for people like myself to also tell my story. So thank you. Yeah. Um, I'm a husband. Yeah. Uh, like proud, I led with that. Very blessed. good. Yeah. Uh, I got my parties right. Right. <laughs> exactly. I'm a follower of God, first and foremost. There you go. Husband, second. Uh, father, third. And uh, host as well. So I've uh, hosted... Nice. Uh, radio shows for over 10 years now in Spanish and in English, um, both in uh, many places, actually, San Francisco, Dallas, New York City, and here in LA as well. Nice. What are some of the significant differences other than obviously the language, yeah. but in the shows you've done or just the audience right. or just any any significant differences? We've talked about this a little bit in the past yeah. of some of the significant differences between doing an English show versus a Spanish show. Uh, right off the top, I think a lot of it is delivery. Yeah. Uh, in Spanish radio, it's very animated. It's like, Muy buenos días. ¿Cómo están todos ustedes? Bueno, listos. Esta mañana para darle con todo. You know? Pop and, and taco. Then, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then uh, English, it's a little more conversational. Although yeah. Spanish radio is definitely going in that direction as well. Yeah. But it's still very, we're fun, man. In Spanish, you want to be, it's an it's an ambiance. It's a party. It's a, it's a sure. good time. And English as well. And, and I think uh, when I transitioned from Spanish to English, it was about finding Still my voice in that sense of, hey, I still want to be upbeat. I still want to be positive and uplifting and, sure. and fun um, without being over the top. Sure. Uh, that alone. Um, also, with Spanish radio, you're speaking to one particular person, right? The, the Latino. And uh, you can really focus on those Latino issues. But in English radio, you're speaking to people from all walks of life. Very true. So um, I think that's another difference is uh, taking that into consideration. It's a beautiful opportunity to have been able to do English radio as well because I believe it was an opportunity for people that aren't Latino mm-hmm. to get to know uh, a Latino, first and, foremost, first and foremost for who I am as a human being. Sure. And then who happens to be Latino, who happens to be an immigrant, who happens to be Mexican. And that's really what's driven me is uh, being able to connect with people, encourage people, yeah. and uh, and 
bring people together. Sure. Regardless of ethnicity or race or beliefs. So you led with, I'm a follower of God. Yes. And not, not to go too deep into, into the weeds on that. But I, w- I do want to ask, in your career in radio and being a follower of God, how, yeah. do, you, how do you marry the two? Because I know that it's all about entertainment and yeah. ratings. And unfortunately, you know, we know in Sweeps Week, you're not exactly watching the cleanest TV shows or hearing the cleanest radio right. stuff because they're trying to get more viewers, unfortunately. Right. How do you, how do you marry those two together? I think the best way to put it is be in the world, but not of the world, awesome. right? I think um, we're called to be a light. We're called to be fishermen and fisherwomen of, of men. Um, and it's not about fishing where everybody's <laughs> already been saved, right? It's, right? it's about fishing outside. Awesome. I love and, that. Um, and being a light. And I don't like to call the world darkness because it's such a right. negative context on it. But, but to be a difference. But be a light, yeah. you know? And so it's just being myself at Cool. You know, it's really, there has been times where, you know, people in management have had meetings of like, hey, uh, you know, your faith yeah. and so on and so forth. And dive yeah. a little deep here. here. Yeah. 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 And it's, and, and look, it's not like I'm on there pre- preaching because it is right. a secular radio station. Right. At the same time, when the topic comes up or a listener brings it up, I go there just as yeah. if a listener were to bring up. How amazing tacos are, or a relationship, <laughs> exactly, or partying and drinking. And I know you love tacos. Yes, I do. Absolutely. So yeah. I would just go there. You know, if, yeah. so if a listener calls in talking about their faith, just like any other conversation, I would find ways to connect. Sure. Whether it's speaking about that or speaking about an ex they hate, yeah, uh, or whatever it is. So the way I propose it is: this is who I am, and I don't want to mute who I am. Yep. In every area of my life. You've got to be authentic, right? Yeah, you got to be authentic. People more than ever. Yeah, I think we crave that. I think people in general want authenticity. I know when I talk about my favorite people, that's usually where I go, regardless of their belief system. Are they true to themselves? Are they authentic? Is it what you see is what you get? Those are the types of folks that I I enjoy being around. Absolutely. And I'm not going to mute the person, a.k.a. God, out of my life who's the one that's got me here. Exactly. That would be so ungrateful. Sure. You know, so, um, yeah. yeah, but it's it's been a journey, and it's been a fun journey, and uh, I've loved every bit of it. Cool. Well, we'll come back to that. I've got, yeah. I'll put a little, uh, you know, bookmark there, because I want to come back to some of the, some of the people you've talked to in radio, and Absolutely. kind of, are there anybody out there that you just like, wow, you know, this person really blew me away, or what have you. But let's go back. Um, I know your story, but I think it's just obviously well uh, worth everyone hearing. Right. Tell me a little bit about your upbringing. I mean, I know you, yeah. you were born in, in Mexico, right? Yes. And then you came up here about age five. Correct. So once you pick it up from there and just kind of tell us, you know, any backstory prior to that or anything you want to share with us about uh, yeah. how you were raised, your family, maybe some challenges, trials, things that you guys right. faced that you overcame. Right. No, I was born into a family, uh, very blessed with great parents, very strict parents. Um, but I was uh, definitely a surprise in my family. Uh, my middle <laughs> Still brother, are probably, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> my middle brother's 12 years older than I am. My older brother's 15 years older than I am. Wow. So uh, my mom thought, uh, she had an issue with her stomach and went to the doctor. She thought it was the frijoles from last night. <laughs> there you go. Like, no, you got yeah. a baby. And I was yeah. like, all right, cool. Yeah. And uh, there surpresa. I came. Yeah, there yeah. I am. Um, and uh, it, it was great. It was kind of growing up like an only child in a sense. And then my two older brothers also became kind of like dads, you mm-hmm. know, in the sense of being strict with me. But I appreciate all that. And then we immigrated at the age of five. My brother George, who's the oldest, um, he was about to play professional soccer in Mexico. And things were going great for him. Um, at the age of 18, though, you're about to play pro soccer in Mexico, which is huge. He started believing all the hype. 
hanging out with the wrong friends, mm. started yeah. drinking it up, partying it up, everything that ends in up. And <laughs> uh, my dad wasn't having that. Yeah. He was very strict. He was like, hey, man, you're about to throw this opportunity away. What are you doing? And it came to a point where my brother, George, says, you know what? I'm 18. I want to be free of this. These are my choices now. These are my choices. You lived your life. Let me live mine. Right. And, and I think what we don't realize sometimes is that I get that saying. You got to live your life. Now let me live mine. Right. But what we got to realize is that the way we live our life and the actions we take don't just pick, impact us. Right. They impact the people that love us, around us, and even people you don't even know. Your actions have an impact. Yeah. And the wisdom of other people, too. I know yeah. that, you know, I'm 55 years old and I just want to jump in on my kids' lives sometimes and say, look, I've been there. You know, just trust me. I know how this yeah. story ends because I've, I've lived this story, but they still have to learn from their experience. Yeah. So, so my brother George had decided to leave yeah. everything in Mexico and come to the United States to uh, Santa Ana, California and live with my uncle in a back room slash garage. Uh, just to be able to continue partying. So he went from hmm. almost being a pro soccer player to wow. working as a dishwasher. There's nothing wrong Professional with Professional party you're here in North yeah. Carolina. Yeah, he was like, yo, man, <laughs> flexible hours to party, right? Yeah. Um, and there's nothing wrong with, with being a dishwasher. I'm just right. saying. A little um, bit different life now. It's it's the, the potential he had in Mexico to this just because he didn't want any yeah. direction. Um, and then when my dad saw that and we kept hearing how bad my brother was doing here in the States, uh, my dad decided to leave everything they had built along with my mom in Mexico to keep the family united. So they told me I was going to come at the age of five. <laughs> like, we're going to, the, to 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 California so you can meet Mickey Mouse. And I was like, <laughs> nice. Oh, that's dope. El Raton Mickey. All right, know, go, let's go. Yeah. Let's do this. And the only mouse I met was the one living in the garage with us. <laughs> Unfortunately, I was like, Mickey, what happened? You look a lot thinner and yeah. <laughs> you know what's going <laughs> Not on. what I thought. People but, pay big money for this? <laughs> yeah, what's going <laughs> yeah. on with that? Uh, and you know what? I came up uh, very uh, poor, economically speaking, mm -hmm. but very rich in the things that matter, which is uh, family unity, uh, hope, and faith nice. in God. And, and the fact that if you work hard enough in this country— you can create amazing things. And that's why we're so blessed to be living in America. I'm so grateful for the yeah. opportunity to be in this amazing country. And for my parents that from there on out, they showed me where priorities are really all about. And that's family. Yeah. And so they gave everything up to come here. And my brother George continued in his partying ways. <laughs> Eventually he ended up in the hospital about to lose his life uh, wow. due to an ulcer because he would come home puking blood. Wow. Because of the drinking. And my mom would be sitting there crying her eyes out. Why are you doing this to me? Why are you doing this to me? Again, impacting her. And eventually ended up in the hospital. My dad, uh, we, we all went to the hospital that day. He needed surgery the next day or else he could lose his life. And my dad worked at a one-hour Photoshop in Santa Ana on okay. Main Street. And uh, this uh, gentleman who was a worship leader would come by to develop pictures back in the day you took pictures you had to put a roll in the camera and <clears throat> yeah. then go develop there's it. a few people out here who right, might, right, right. might remember that yeah and so every time he would go he would talk to my dad about god and um and my dad was already a person that was a believer we grew up catholic but um anyways my dad remembered fedamine is his name and called him said hey can you come pray for my son wow so i remember that day i was about seven or eight years old cool and i remember praying with to god that night i said god if you heal my brother, I promise you for, to follow you for the rest of my life. And uh, the next day we come back. Doctors were amazed. His ulcer was gone. Wow. Literally a miracle happened. And my dad, uh, excuse me, my brother was able to go go home that day. And guess what he ended up doing, Ed? 
I think I know the answer to this, but go ahead. He went out and partied that same night of course. to celebrate yep. with his homies the fact that he did not die. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, of course. And that's when I learned. Definition uh, of insanity, right? That's when I learned, man, that, that we can't change people. We can give yeah. them information and love and support and encouragement. But at the end of the day, they got to make the choice. Yeah. Eventually, he ended up making that choice on his own and uh, he ended up following God. And that's how my family and I uh, became Christian at that moment in time. When cool. you see a miracle happen before your eyes. Yeah you're like, this is amazing. You know, worst case scenario, we get to hang out <laughs> with someone that does miracles, you know? Right. And, um, and we, we've been together and following God since then. My brother George ended up changing his life around. And now he's the executive pastry chef for Disneyland Resort Hotels. You finally met Mickey Mouse. And I finally met Mickey Mouse. <laughs> but the best part about it, Ed, yeah. I met him for free. Oh, nice. Yeah, Very good. My brother works hey, at you didn't come scampering across your, your garage floor. And I'm super proud of uh, my brother, George. Awesome. That's great. Um, because uh, he really had to do a 180, and it's yeah. not easy to do. It's yeah. not. Addiction is real, and uh, it can it can hold you down. But he broke through those chains with God's help and his family's help, and he's got a beautiful family now, and I'm super proud of him. Excellent. So they say that there's two great ways to learn a lesson. One is through your own experiences. Right. The other is through other people's experiences. So how has George's life and his experiences impacted? You shared a little bit already, but as a dad now, or even just right. as, a, as a human being, how have his experiences impacted your life? Well, a couple of things, right? Uh, first and foremost, I know the dangers of alcohol now mm -hmm. and at a very young age. And so I'm very careful with that. I'm not saying there aren't times where I'll have a drink here and there. Sure. But I know never to get to the point where I'm drunk. Right. Because um, it's just I don't see anything positive coming out of it. Right. right? Um, and then also I saw the courage and how God can transform somebody's life if you are open and willing and allow it to happen in your Absolutely. life. Right. And many people could have said, man, George is never changing. There is no way. I mean, he gave up being a pro soccer player because he loved partying that much. Right. Um, but uh, I, I learned from his courage and his commitment to change. And uh, he's, he's been an inspiration for my life, along with my other brother, Eddie, yeah. who um, he went through a lot of challenges, different challenges uh, with immigration and not having the right documentation to work here in the States. But he got involved in radio at a very young age. Yeah, I was going to go there, yeah. And was very successful at it. Right. Um, until the point where his very own coworkers ratted him out to immigration out of jealousy. Wow. To get him fired and to get him deported. Uh, thankfully, he had a great company, great... Uh, so it is indeed a cutthroat industry. Oh, it is. Yeah. It, unfortunately, man. Yeah. And, and his bosses ended up getting him some lawyers and getting him some help because of all the community work that he did. Um, through his radio show, uh, the judge pardoned him in a way and said, hey, you got to pay this fee for using uh, fake documentation to work, but here's your work permit. You can stay in this country legally. And even the judge, I remember saying this, I was young, and the judge said, I wish we had more citizens that would invest the amount of time that you did sure. into our community. And we need people like you in this country. Awesome. I love that. And uh, now, you know, he's very successful and being a radio host for over 25 years in Spanish radio, uh, listened to in over 50 markets across the nation. And, and uh, he's an inspiration for me as well. Yeah. I was going to say, I'm guessing he had something to do with you Choosing a path. So I know you have a, a bachelor's degree in psychology, a graduate degree in organizational leadership, right. and you've been on the radio for the last decade. How does how does that education <laughs> transfer into that career? Right. I, I think at the core of the things you just mentioned, radio, psychology, leadership, at the core of that, 
is how can I serve people? Okay. Yeah, right? that's true. All of those are focused, outwardly focused for sure. I think, I think it's uh, a lot of people focus on the what. What what are you going to do when you grow up? What are you going to do? Not even when you grow up. What do you grow? What are you going to do when? You doing now? Or, yeah, yeah, there's a career change, or this happens, or that happens. It's always what. But I believe if you know your why, yeah, and your passion and your calling, the what will be made clear. And oftentimes, the what doesn't really matter if you know it your does, why. That's exactly. what this whole purpose of this podcast is about: is why do you do what you do? Yeah, and my passion from a very young age are people. And encourage and serve people and uh, <laughs> make them smile and and, help yeah. and at the end of the day when I meet somebody I want them to leave um, or have an encounter with somebody or you listening right now I hope and, and and my passion is that once you're done listening to this podcast that you feel better about yourself yeah that you feel that there's hope that you feel that uh, you can conquer you're more than a conqueror the fact that um, you could break out of victim mentality and become become a creator. And, uh, and that's my hope, you yeah. know, whether it be through comedy and right. people laugh on the show, on radio, or just one-on-one -on -one conversation like we're having here, Ed. Yeah. So that's my passion. And then the rest is just, I just got to figure out <laughs> ways to deliver it. Yeah. What's the vehicle? Is it radio? Is it podcast? Is it YouTube? Is it in person? Why not all? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Do it all, right? It doesn't yes. matter. Let, you figure out what you want to do and the, and the path will, will unfold before you. Jump on the net will appear, as they say. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So to answer your question, my brother Eddie actually, um, who was involved in radio, actually would go to his morning show with him when I was like a teenager. He was living in Sacramento at the time in an apartment. And I would go for my spring break up there with my mom to visit him. And I remember saying to myself, there's no way I would want to do this. We were waking up at three in the morning every day to do a morning radio show. Yeah. And I would go in with him super tired. I would fall asleep under the console, yeah. you know, where they have all the, 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 the equipment to run the radio show. Uh, but, and, but I did fall in love with the impact he made in people. And that's when I was doing psychology and when I was studying leadership and I thought I was going to go into politics. Oh, wow. Um, but ended up going entertainment, which is now the same thing. Same thing. Yeah, right? exactly. You have to be an entertainer to be in politics <laughs> and have a great Twitter following. Yeah. There's a, there's a, yeah. an amazing storyline with all of that. Yeah. But um, I saw the impact you can make through entertainment yeah. in people's lives. And, and I started putting stickers on cars when I was in college for a radio station. My brother Eddie was a thousand percent against me getting involved in radio because he knew how crazy it was. Sure. And uh, how um, it's not a very secure career. Like yeah. most stuff in entertainment, right? Right. And he's like, yo, you got a degree. Like that's the whole point. Like you you were the first in our family to go to college. The reason why you got a degree is to go get yourself like a secure situation. Yeah. And I did add offers coming from corporate America uh, with leadership and a great pathway to, to do amazing things uh, within uh, organizations. But I give myself a year after I graduated and my parents were in shock. <laughs> I graduated from my master's and they're like, you know, what are you going to do? Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to continue down this radio path. They're like, but you got a master's. <laughs> exactly. And you're putting stickers on cars. <laughs> I was yeah. like, no, but you don't understand. I'm really good at it. Yeah. It's like one-handed, no bubbles. That's hard. There you go. That's hard to put those stickers on there. Yeah. Fact. If you're putting a sticker on, you know it's hard to do yeah. no bubbles. That's why I use those peel-off decals. You know, if I do it wrong, I peel <laughs> off, do it again. <laughs> that should be another podcast. How to do there, it properly. Should, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> stickers 101. Yeah. But listen, a lot <laughs> of times. Make a note of that, would you guys? Yeah. Please do. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you're listening right now and you have a vision for your life, the, the, the toughest thing sometimes is when the people around you that you care about the most mm 
don't agree with that vision. Sure. And, and when they don't agree with you, it can be very demoralizing. Don't take it personal. Although sometimes it may seem personal. Sure. They're just giving you their advice on what they know because they love you. Right. But at the end of the day, you got to go home and what are you at peace with? Right. Once you are 50, 60, 70, 80 years of age, you don't want to sit there on that day and say, should have, would have, could have. Absolutely. I can totally relate to that right now in my life. That's exactly where I am in so many different facets. Ed, you're at a point in time where you're inspiring me in the sense that you're taking that leap of faith. And everybody sees the amount of uh, gifts that you have. And I am encouraged by the fact that you could have stayed where you are, you know, what you've been doing, your, you know, the last decade of your life. Sure. You would have been comfortable. Right. But you're like, you know what? There's something that tells me that just being comfortable isn't the way to live life. Yeah. That's not my goal. No. Yeah. It's like, are you truly maximizing your potential? And I'm so happy for you. Thank you. I appreciate that. That you're saying, you know what? God wants to give out even more and I'm just going to go for it. And you surround yourself by a great group of people. That's the kicker Todd, right there. Jake, the crew here in this Absolutely. room. Absolutely. And you yeah. guys are doing it. So, so congrats. Eddie, of course. Big yeah. Eddie, yeah. my nephew's yeah, that's in, right. that's in the right. studio in the house, right now. As they say, right? Yeah, boy, that sounded really white, didn't it? In the house. <laughs> Eddie's in the house. Yeah. yeah. That's why the room did not go, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Like, that's why none of this was happening. Like, what yeah, did it's like, just do? do? Just, just bring it down. <laughs> what did we say earlier? Your best side is outside? Yeah, yeah, maybe that's where I should go now. Uh, no. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. No, I, I um, I've been surrounded by some amazing leaders in my life, authors, speakers. You met Ken Blanchard when we had a chance to talk to Ken on the air not long ago. Um, And then sit and have lunch with him and just to to chat with this this legend and some of the other folks that we've had a chance to talk to so far. Ed, before you move on from that, can can I just tell a quick thing from Ken Blanchard in our lunch? Absolutely. We went out to eat pies. Yeah, uh, of course. That was the pie joint. And uh, and I'm not talking about pizza. I'm talking about Yeah, I was talking about like cherry pie, yeah. But I love, I love what he said about, um, he said, most managers and most leaders, and, and I just want to apply this to, to anybody listening right now that you may be this person, but he says a lot of people lead um, like seagulls, the <laughs> yeah. seagull management. Yeah. And I was so engaged by this. I was like, the seagull? And he's like, yeah, you know, they just kind of hover around looking down at people. <laughs> yeah. And then when they see something wrong or something they don't like, they come down, they're like, ah, ah, ah. and then they crap all over you. <laughs> exactly. And I was you can like, tell when a seagull's been there. Oh my gosh. And for those of you that are listening right now, you've probably had a manager like that. Yeah. Or a friend. Or, or maybe you've been that person. Or a partner. Yeah. Or a parent. Or yeah. Or yeah. maybe you've been the seagull. Yeah. If you look around, there's no seagulls. Guess what? It's probably you. Yeah. yeah exactly. And it doesn't just apply to, to organizational leadership or management, but it applies to life, man. How yeah. many friends do you have or people do you have that you just come by just to crap on you yeah exactly you know and um anyways i want to bring that up because i I just want you to be aware of if you're hanging out with seagulls or not exactly you are yeah you have a chance to change that now my old baseball coach used to say if you want to be a donkey hang out with donkeys there you go cleaning it up for this audience it wasn't donkey but you know what i mean so or the old you know you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with so choose your friends wisely so no, I've been blessed, and thank you. Your compliments are, are, are you know, I, I definitely feel that. And 
I've just been blessed with being surrounded by good people my whole life who have always told me my parents and friends and family and, you know, my wife and, you know, my wife and, and so forth. And just saying, She's amazing. follow your heart, do what's in your, in your heart. Don't, uh, don't do what you think is right. Do what you feel is, is where you need to be. So, and that's where we connected, know. right? Exactly. We met Ed and I met at church and I actually came up to Ed and his wife asking for prayer because my mom is going through a terminal illness and, and you guys uh, did do that. So thank you. And uh, we have something in common, which we have amazing wives. Absolutely. Uh, that are prayer warriors yeah. and also believe in us and believe in us when we don't believe in ourselves. Right. And see gifts that we don't see in ourselves. And um, and we're just so grateful to have uh, yeah. Janet and Lorianne in our life, you know, yeah. because... Not many of us get to be married to our number one fan, but no, yeah. both in our cases we are, so... It's, it's, it's yeah. only just, just this morning I woke up to make coffee for myself leaving the, the house and, and Janet leaves me these post-its. Nice. You know, just randomly like this morning's post-it was, um, our, our faith will be rewarded. Just something as simple as that for whatever, you know, there's, there's a lot of things yeah. going on in our life right now yeah. that we're being faithful for that. Sure. There'll be better days to come. So I just, I love that. She's a constant reminder. Yeah, absolutely. Goodness. She's always a smile on her face. When I see yeah. her, she's always smiling. That's, that's really cool. And your girls just, you My know, daughters, right? We're going we're gonna to put a picture up when this podcast right about now, probably of a picture of, of yeah. your family. And yeah, they're, they're just amazing. Believe right? it or not. Right? We can do that. We have that Believe capability. It or not. Believe it or yeah, not. we'll figure it out, right? <laughs> yeah, I like, we'll see. I like that. Producer, I, I producer am, Todd. I am yeah, the father. I just want to clear it up. There you go. That's yeah, right. That's right. Girls are super yeah, they cute. look 100% like your wife, though. So I don't know where they, you know, <laughs> there's like <laughs> zero. As God is good. That's why. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> so on my drive in this morning, I was thinking a lot about this interview and the things that we would talk about. And, you know, you're late 30s, I'm mid 50s. You were born in Mexico, raised here in, in uh, you know, basically a family garage, took the path that you've taken in your career. Um, and you hit on it just a second ago when you talked about something we have in common with our wives. And I, I, that's what I was thinking about in the drive-in this morning is yeah. we all have something in common with each other, regardless right. of where and when and how we grew up. And um, that's, I think, what I love about doing what I'm doing now is that I, I've come to the realization after all these years that we all have something in common. It might be where we are now. It might be where we started. It might be some, some area where we crossed paths um, 20 years ago. I live in a neighborhood where my neighbors across the way are Muslim. I've got Vietnamese, Chinese, um, Japanese, Russian neighbors. And, but it's really fun. The thing we have in common now is we live in the same neighborhood and we like to spend Fourth of July together and all these things. Right. So right. Um, I guess the question I have with that is you think back through your career and you look back at, you know, from organizational leadership and psychology and the upbringing you've had to choosing a career in radio. Yeah. Um, have there been individuals that you've come across where you've just thought, wow, I can't believe how much I, I, I can relate to this person. Cause you talk to you know, mm -hmm. the Chris Browns and the Justin Bieber's of the world right. and so forth that are the big names that, you know, everybody knows and practically half the world follows on social media. But right. I guess the question I'm trying to ask is what have you found as you've come across people famous or otherwise where you've just thought, wow, I can't believe that I can connect with this person. Such yeah. a illogical thing to think that I would connect with this person. But have you had those moments at all? And if so, anything you could share? Yeah. You know, I think when these big interviews would come and we would get the email, Hey, Selena Gomez, Justin Bieber, Alicia Keys, John Legend, mm -hmm. Ed Sheeran, uh, Jamie Foxx, Ludacris. You guys are going to interview these people. You know, immediately 
you know, at, at, at times people on my team would get really anxious, depending on the bigger the name. Oh my gosh, we got this interview. What are we going to do? What are we going to yeah. ask? What are we going to say? And I always wanted to look at them as humans and yeah. I always study their story as, 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 as just human beings. Right. And I think artists have really appreciated that. Mm-hmm. Um, when we do it, interviews, yeah, we talk about the music, we talk about, you know, the stuff you're supposed to talk about, right? right? But then when we really start talking about life, um, it, that's our commonality is we all are seeking a sense of belonging. Yeah. Uh, we all are seeking what's our purpose. And um, believe it or not, I think we all deep down inside want to do good and want to be good. Yeah. You know, and so I, I like to focus on those commonalities and, and humor yeah, and having definitely. fun with these artists and um, bringing that up and bringing out stories that they can tell where it humanizes them instead of people just seeing them as celebrities, as right. clickbait, as a picture, yeah. as a song. These are legit humans like you and I. Um, and I love being able to touch on that That's and connecting awesome. in that way. Yeah. One yeah, of the most inspirational people, Alicia Keys. Yeah, oh, I have I an interview her, yeah. with Alicia Keys. She's amazing. Um, you can look it up on YouTube. Just uh, look up Alicia Keys on Shaboy Show, S-H-O-B-O-Y Show. And there's a ton of interviews there, but super inspirational. Re- one of the realest people I've ever met in my life. Uh, humble as heck. Yeah. Pitbull, believe it or yeah. not, is one of the smartest. I've heard that about him, actually. Yeah, Artists that I've interviewed and visionary the things he's involved with with creating charter schools for students the philanthropy that he's involved in you wouldn't know this because all you could think of is you know booty shaking music which (laughs) is dope too that's his thing but that's what gave him the means to be able to impact (laughs) (laughs) you know that's uh provided some good in this world too i guess right um but yeah so it's fun how he's he's had a vision for every year of his life and he titled it yeah. Oh, cool. A certain thing. Nice. Whether it was his globalization, meaning he was going to go outside of the States and try to spread his name and his music and his reach outside of the U.S. But he's always had a theme yeah. for every year in his life. I like that I, a lot. Which I believe uh, is, was very inspiring. So, yeah. again, getting to know right. that beyond the music right. has been really fun. Yeah. As an entertainer, because you're talking about these entertainers, well, you are as well in your line of work. What What do you find fascinating or... I mean, again, you could have gone the psychology route or the corporate route or what have you, but when you wake up in the morning and you're, you're charged with entertaining millions with your voice and your humor, what is it that inspires you about doing that? Why do you love doing that for a living, at least at this yeah. point in your life? The feedback. Yeah. The feedback you get from listeners saying, you, you are my friend during my drive to work or to school or wherever sure. it is. Um, you allow me to forget about my issues. You make me smile. You, I have a good time with you. Yeah. You're positive. You're encouraging. Uh, thank you. Like that kind of feedback sure. is what keeps you going in this crazy industry. The 3 a.m. when you have to get up and drive into L.A. to get on the air by 6 and all of that. Yeah. That's a fact. To be able to connect with so many people. And I don't look at it as, for instance, when I hosted mornings in New York or even here in L.A., both on Amp Radio in New York and in L.A., you don't look at it as, oh my gosh, I'm going to go speak to millions of people at once. Yeah. I always see it as I'm speaking to one person. One. Right. I see you right now that is listening to this podcast. I'm speaking to you. Yeah. Because you matter. Yeah. You're not grouped in to some big situation. You, it's, it's you. Yeah. You know, and there's something for you and what Ed and I are speaking about. And I believe there's something for you 
when I hit the airwaves on radio or whatever it may be. So, so you said the one and you took me right where I want to go next. Yeah. And that is mentors. One of the things that I like to talk about with all of my guests and not just on the podcast, but also just in conversations that I have, I have meetings this afternoon with a couple of different people that are not going to be on video or audio. They're just right. conversations over coffee or what have you. I will often go into a discussion about mentors. You know, think about, you know, maybe I think it's obvious that, that your brothers each have had a mentor role in your life, certainly oh, your parents, and those are easy, easier, kind of the low-hanging fruit mentors to talk about. Is there anybody, and it's okay if you go with one of them or anybody at all, that really jumps out at you, not only as, you know, I guess different the different aspects in your life that we've talked about a bit that have been your mentor, what have right. you learned from them? And then the second part of the question is, I'm sure you get asked and you get the opportunity in your line of work to mentor others. What do you look for in others? So part right. one is who's mentored you and why? And yeah. part two would be, what do you look for as you really choose to lock right. into that type of relationship with someone? Well, professionally, I've had many men, uh, mentors as program directors <laughs> and the people that um, decided what music to play on the radio station, uh, what host they want to host in the morning, midday, afternoon, so on and so forth. Uh, Pio Ferro, uh, J.D. Gonzalez, um, man, uh, Jimmy Gonzalez, uh, Rick uh, Thomas. I, I know these, you're like, I don't know who these people are. No, that's all right. But <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just going through it. And these are all people, uh, Chris Olivero, that have, that have been in positions where they saw something in me mm-hmm. and they took that leap of faith and said, I believe in this guy. Even though it doesn't make sense, especially going from Spanish to English, right? Sure. I had no history doing English radio, but I ended up winning a Marconi, which is kind of like the Grammys or Emmys of radio. Yeah. Kind of a big deal. And it was, it was a blessing. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I won a Marconi, and I got to host the Marconis. Yeah. So that's when people saw, oh, dang, this guy can speak English. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. And, and he like can that. connect and so on <laughs> and so forth. And, uh, and that's when the opportunity came about to go to New York. But... It's a big risk, right? Because sure. you're somebody who's never done Spanish radio, of course. But he, excuse me, that's never done English, English radio, radio. Sure, only done Spanish radio. But they said, "Man, this guy can connect. We like him as a human being. We're going to give him a shot." Yeah. And um, so these are the people that believe in you, and kind of say, "I'm signing off on you yeah. in a good way." Sure. You know, I'm your co uh, co signer. Yeah, we're in this together. Yeah. yeah that's cool. And I love that. You said something key. The mentors are the people that truly feel like they're in it with you. Yeah. It's not yeah. somebody that, a true mentor is not somebody that is like, hey, well, I'm here, you're there, here's some wisdom, yeah. work it out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, Hope no, it man. works. If not, well, you know, nice nice knowing you. We're in this together. Yeah. Um, and also, I have a really cool relationship with a good friend of mine. His name is TJ. He's a radio host in Boston. Okay. For Amp Radio in Boston, which is a top 40 radio station like the one I used to work with in New York and here in L.A. Um, but he's a believer as well. Uh, he's a Christian and also a morning show host. So the, we're able to speak about stuff that sure. other people maybe won't understand. And I, f- I see him as a mentor. Yeah. And it's, it's almost like a mutual mentorship. Uh-huh. I don't even know if that's the right term to no, use. No, I think that's I think that's what makes mentorship work so well because those that have mentored me and that I've mentored, yeah. it's very much been a give and take. It doesn't any relationship doesn't work if it's one way. Exactly. So it goes both ways, and we're very yeah. just encouraging. Uh, so I think those are very important. Where you feel like you are also giving back to your mentor. Yeah. I don't like the relationships where you have a mentor, and that mentor knows all the answers, 
And you're just at the at the feet of the guru, right? Yeah, you're just learning constantly. Yeah. That just means you haven't gotten deep enough. Yeah, you know, because everybody needs encouragement. Yeah. I have that experience with Ken Blanchard. I mean, I, Ken Blanchard has been my mentor since way be- before I met him. I read The One Minute Manager when I was a freshman in college in 1982, right mm. after that book came out. Mm. So even though I never knew him until just a couple of years ago, I always looked at him as a mentor. And we had a couple of really neat private moments about a year ago over just a Sunday brunch. And, right. um, you know, I won't share because it was so personal for me, but he shared with me the impact that I've had on him. And I went home and cried. It's like, wait, I read your book and you've inspired wow. me for 37 wow. years and you're, you're friggin' Dr. Ken Blanchard. Who right. am I? Legendary. And uh, just something he observed in me in a relationship with someone that he observed that I didn't even know he saw. Mm. And for him to share with me what he learned in that discussion wow. was just mind-blowing and life-changing for me. So I think that we don't realize the impact that we're having on the people that are mentoring us, obviously. Because I, I know, I look at the kids, you know, I work at a university full-time and I look at the, the impact that these kids have on me and then they come back and say, Hey, thanks for mentoring me, Mr. Hart's like, yeah. wait, you just taught me. Yes. So it's pretty cool. Can you share what it is that Ken just uh, it had to do with the big picture, it had to do with just my approach with people. How okay. I'll just walk up and talk with anybody and I don't you know, there's nobody that's a stranger to me and that's something I was raised with. That's I mean cool. I've talked about this at this table before that you know, I just I just I was raised by parents that just said everybody's equal. Right. It doesn't matter if you're a 37-year-old who grew up in Mexico or you're a 69-year-old who's right. from, you know, J- Jordan or where. We're just, you know, we're, we're created the same. Yeah. And uh, that that has, that's that was one of the five that my dad gave me a while back. I was telling Todd when we sat down and did our little trailer for, for, for From the Heart. Some producer the, Todd. The, the producer Todd. Yep. <laughs> some of the wisdom that I received from my parents. And, and one of those was, you know, one was don't burn a bridge. One was always collaborate. This other one was... We're all created the same. I love that. And, uh, you know, when you look at people that, that way. So it, it was, uh, there was a specific example that, that Ken and I talked about, but that was just kind of the observation that he made. And he's given me a lot of the courage awesome. to do this. No, that's great. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. I, somebody that, that I admire a lot is my nephew, Eddie, who's uh, 25 or 26? 25. 25. <laughs> nice. And um, he, he, I think more than ever, that generation yeah. in their 20s, uh, deals with a lot of social anxiety, sure. a lot of um, different pressures because of social media and so on and so forth. And um, he, he calls himself socially awkward, but he says he <laughs> embraces it. And, uh, <laughs> nice. and, and I appreciate that because I think a lot of people, regardless of age, have some social um, anxieties or sure. awkwardness. And the fact that you go up to people no matter what is, is very encouraging. But even though he admits and, and owns up to him being social awkward or having a conversation with a girl and how red he gets <laughs> just says the wrong things, but it doesn't stop him from doing it. Yeah. You know, and I think, um, we can be, and that, and that's, that's, uh, to me, that's encouraging and that's inspiring because we could see our shortfalls, but that doesn't mean we just stop functioning out of those areas. Right. Right. It's, it's, uh, maximize your strengths and, and manage your weaknesses, uh, kind of approach. But that doesn't mean that you can't have a life that doesn't involve those gifts of being, social right. and people love him he's yeah. got an amazing heart and um he right now you know um he does a lot of video editing and so on and so forth he's helped me out and, and my brother but he also takes uh, helps out a lot with my parents who are both going through terminal illnesses right now yeah. so who do you know that's 24 25 that would just stop whatever to they're put doing their life on hold to, to go yeah. to be there for their grandparents like that 
So it gets me teary-eyed a little yeah. bit, but we love you, Eddie. Absolutely. I know. I want to high-five you from and here. I don't think he so. hears it enough, you know? Yeah. No, that's really so cool. I think that's important, man. Yeah. You know, now that we touched on this, is how often are you telling the people in your life that matter to you that are doing great things in your life, thank you? Yeah. Genuinely stop for a second and say, hey. Just pause and, and really just want to say thank it. you because... That, 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 that. From the heart, no pun intended, yeah. right? You really so. do. It's easy to say the words, but to yeah. feel the words. When I say I love you to my wife, and it's just a passing in the hallway, hey, I love you, you know, sometimes there's a response, sometimes there's not. But if I sit and I, I kind of look her in the eyes yeah. and, you know, grab her by the shoulders and go. say, I really love you, that's when it's just like, that's when it's just really real. And that's when she's like, what did you do? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Where's the flowers what that are behind you your back, you know, for that one? You know, here's flowers for the last mess up and here's flowers <laughs> for the next one, you know? Making some it's points. like putting 40 in the plate at church. Here's 20 for yesterday's sins and 20 <laughs> for today's. So That's the way it works, right? Yeah. Yeah, you, you hit on something, too, that, that I've been thinking about a lot lately. And when I sit down with, with the students that I get the opportunity to teach and so forth, I um, the first message I try to instill in these young people, because it was instilled in me, is always figure out where you can add value first. We live in a society where I got to get mine, and it's all about me, and look what I ate today, and it's on my Facebook page, and look at the impact I'm right. trying to create in this world with all my social media followers, and we get our value from how many clicks we get and so forth. But really the value is what, what or the, the, the objective in life really needs to be for all of us. What can I do for you? What yeah. value can I provide? Love that. Servant yeah. leadership. Yeah, servant leadership. That goes back to Ken and, and so forth. Absolutely, yeah. The happiest people that I know in my life are the people that are out there giving mm. and not worried about what they get. So, And I get that from you. And that's, you know, well, I, I listen to you on the air a lot and I've had a chance to to, you know, be one of those people in the car driving in and just laughing and being yeah. entertained by you on the air. And, and, uh, obviously in this friendship that we have now, it's pretty awesome. Oh, thank um, you. So what's next for you? What's on, on the, what's on the horizon for Edgar Sotelo? Shaboy. I don't know exactly what's next. Yeah. Um, That's what's but, exciting and scary. But I do know that it's going to be great. And because God's involved yeah. and, and you don't need to know exactly what's next. Um, but I do know that it's going to have to do again with my calling, right? Which is empowering and encouraging and communicating with people. Yeah. And what's exciting about this transition that I'm in right now uh, in between projects with radio is I believe that in transition is when you're most vulnerable for transformation and evolution. I in like your life. that. Because that's when you have a second to stop and be like, all right, mm -hmm. you have all these questions. Right. Who am I? Uh, what's my worth? What's my value? What's my purpose? You know, you have yeah, suddenly the questions. whiteboard is completely complete, yeah. completely erased, and you, you can start from scratch. You're in those, on this day to day, and you were just on the hamster wheel, and you were doing it, and it was comfortable, and it's good, and now it's like, okay, uh, here's a situation to to reset and reengage, and this is everything you've gained. What else is next? And what I'm excited about is the fact that in this transition, the transformation is to be able to own more of my own content, right? Yeah creating video content, creating podcasting, creating potentially my own radio show that I get to partner and sell to radio companies yeah. rather than to work for a radio company. I like that a lot. And I believe now with, with everything that's going on with technology and we're seeing it here in Todd's studio right? with Jake, my nephew Eddie, yourself Ed, is like you, you didn't need some big company per se here to we house are. you. You're yeah. saying we're just going to go do it. Yeah. And uh, that's encouraging to you listening and to me is uh, just go do it. What is right. it you want to do? And you don't have to wait for somebody to open the door 
when you can go ahead and start paving your own path. So true. And that's what you guys are doing. And so that's very encouraging to me. And that's why I'm so excited about what's next is that be able to create content where I'm not being limited or uh, what's the word censored. Yeah. It goes uh, back what, to that. What authentic. I can't say what I can't say what I can't do and, and who you can talk about, who you can't talk about. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, I'm really excited for that stage. Yeah. And, uh, and what's been so encouraging are the people that follow me on social media that I consider familia uh, because they see the positivity that comes out, whether it be my social media post or radio show or whatever it may be. And, and, and for them to be like, Hey, we want that. Yeah. How do we continue to get that during this transition? And that's what I'm working on right now. And, and I'm excited to be able to provide that. Um, and, uh, and, and I'm excited for that next stage. I love, I, I'm, I'm a, a novice when it comes to social media. I mean, I, I, right. I'm on all of them and, you know, between yeah. either my foundation or the podcast or my work at Cal State or just me personally. Right. So I see, you know, the Instagrams and the Facebooks and Twitters and LinkedIn's and so forth. What I love leading up to all of that is it seems to be more and more the positive messages that people are putting out there that are getting the views and the likes. Yeah. Because I think we're in a society where you know, everybody knows somebody in the last year or two who's committed suicide. Mm. Everybody knows somebody or somebody's in this world who has cancer. Everybody has these, these tragedies or these things in their lives going on that just really are, are heartbreaking. But we're just, as a site, we're just longing for those positive experiences. Right. Yeah. And I think real ones, real yeah. experiences, like on my social media, and by the way, you can go ahead and follow me. It's at, at Edgar I Sotelo. Um, on all social media platforms. But right now what I'm sharing is videos and posts about my current transition and being real about, yeah, it's challenging at times not to know what's going on or dealing with two parents going through terminal illnesses. Yeah, that's really, really really brutal. looking at life through gratitude and in the sense of like, yes, my parents are going through this terminal illness, but I don't see it as every day that goes by is one day closer that they're going to, not be with me. Right. But I look at it as every day that I one more day that you get to be I with, get them. with them. Man. Yeah, exactly. You know, I get one more day with them. Don't be sad that it's over. Be happy that it happened. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I get to be there for them. Right? right. And invest in them and be there for them. And thanks to my radio career that brought me back to LA Yeah, that's to be awesome. close to my parents yeah. during their most difficult journey and be able to give back a little bit of that, of what they've given me. Right. They've planted so much of love into my life that now it's their time, their time to reap that harvest. Sure. And and that's what keeps me going and excited. And, and uh, I'm really excited for what God's got working on right now. And really speaking through my family and I, and what we're living through to be able to yeah. hopefully encourage others. Right. Um, that even though stuff around you may look like a disaster, there may be a huge storm. You can still be at peace in the middle of it. Absolutely. And you can choose yeah. to be okay and at peace. That doesn't mean you're not going to have moments where oh, yeah. you got to vent and cry. and Yeah, when that door is closed frustrated. and you're sitting there by yourself, that's when you just kind of let it yeah. out and you know drop to your knees or whatever your method of yeah. just despair might be. But overall, you can yeah. be at peace. Yeah. Sorry. Absolutely. Anything else you'd like to share? I have a last question I ask all of my yeah. guests, and I'll do that in a moment. And I'm pretty sure you know what's coming. Mm-hmm. But... Um, Anything other than, you know, what we've talked about that you just hoped maybe coming into today that we could have talked about or that you'd like to share anything that's in your mind or. Yeah. 
no, I think you did a great job of getting a lot that I had in my mind and my heart to be able to bring it out for you that are listening right now. I think if there's anything I can leave you with is there are times in your life where it's not easy to be in the unknown and uncertainty. We don't do well because we like to control. We like to know. Uh, That's why we stick around um, when news teases us that something's coming up next because we want to know the ending. Yeah. Um, The hook, as you call it in the industry, right? Yeah, the tease. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And and just even like in my situation right now, as we're looking at all the different options of even radio companies coming up and having meetings with them of, of like, hey, we could potentially do this or potentially do that. But even though you don't know exactly, just being at peace, putting everything on the table, praying about it, and as long as it lines up with your calling and your passion, I promise you it's going to equal to happiness and to be able to provide for your family. Yeah. And that's where you want to be at, where you can go to sleep at night and be at peace with the fact that you're doing what you believe is what you're called to do. Yeah. And I just want to encourage you not to give up on your calling, regardless of your age, socioeconomic level, whatever it may be. Uh, don't be a victim to those things. Yeah. That's why, that's where this all came from. I mean, people laugh because, you know, from the heart, my last name is Heart. Yeah. From the heart, I want to get into the heart of my guests. That's when right. people say yesterday at these family things we were at all weekend, you know, tell us about your podcast. Well, it's from the heart because that's my name. But it's really about getting into the heart of the guest. Yeah. But it's really deeper than that for me. This is what's in my heart. Right. Yeah. You know, my heart is to have conversations with people, um, to share the stories. It's not about my stories. It's about the stories of the people I talk to and the stories we have together. Right. As we've looked through, and Todd and I have looked through the whole first couple of seasons of guests that we're looking at. These are these are my friends right. for the most part. I'm you not some like, really cool I'm friends. I'm not like hanging out and going <laughs> having cocktails with Ken Blanchard or Denise Brown or Greg Grunberg or anything like that. But I'm certainly you know, friendly enough and comfortable enough to, to ask all of you, hey, would you like to sit down and chat? Because, you know, people right. want to tell their story. Uh, I think the greatest leaders are the ones who tell great stories. We heard stories from Ken a lot yeah. when we were down in San Diego a while back with him. Yeah. Um, you already kind of answered my last question, what's in your heart, so I won't ask that again, but I guess I'll finish with the question before. Uh, when you think of leadership, yeah, organizational leadership, master's degree, uh-huh. You've been a leader in the entertainment industry, and you are a leader in the entertainment industry. You're leading lots and lots of people. You're now a dad. Right. Um, when you think of the the greatest leader or leaders in your life, what is it about? You can tell us who it is, and it may right. or may not be somebody that we've heard of, and that's often the case. But what is it about their characteristics that makes them a great leader, and how are you trying to apply those things in your life? Yeah, I think uh, it's just it's serving I, I can't say that enough. Whether it be in a marriage, whether it be in a friendship, whether it be in the workplace, if you focus on serving, um, I think that eliminates a lot of the issues because it eliminates ego. Yeah. And uh, eliminate, eliminates selfishness. And, you know, I, I go into my marriage with my wife and it's like, I literally ask her, how can I be a better husband? How can I serve you? And I'm talking about serving spiritual needs, emotional, physical, relationship wise. And if I can focus on covering that eventually and and not be, and I'm not saying you do it because you want the other person to reciprocate, but it just so happens. I would say 98% of the time, the other person sees you going above and beyond for them. Right. And it triggers something in people. 
where they're going to want to see how they can be of service to you. And again, that's not the reason why you do right. it. But it's just, it's a, it's but a, it creates a, a real relationship, right? A two way street. Yeah. You know? And I mean, obviously Jesus portrays that and has, has been my biggest, um, uh, leadership example. And he's been the constant in my life, for example, and, and this is the last story I'll tell, but you know, again, going back to uncertainty and, and when things are foggy around you, right? I remembered something that I learned in driver's ed. <laughs> wow. You're the first right. one I've talked to who ever said they learned yeah. anything in driver's ed. You can learn anything <laughs> from anyone, right? I was in driver's ed and I was uh, learning to drive in my stick shift Honda Civic that every once in a while you need to push start. Yeah. That's what's awesome about having stick shift is you can push start that sucker anytime. You can't on an so, automatic. Yeah. Right. And that's when, you know, if, uh, <laughs> the girls that I was dating, <laughs> if they were good girls or not, if they would be willing to push my car. Yeah. <laughs> I like <laughs> we're that. on a date. Will you push my car? That's <laughs> yeah. good. There's a book right there. If they still talk to yeah. me after that, then, that's right. You know, they're quality. <laughs> I love it. But, um, <laughs> what I learned is like w- when you're driving in fog, you can't see many things. It's, it's, it's unclear. Yeah. It's foggy. You got to focus on the constant which is that white line on the right side what of the road. What can you see? Yep. You can put your high beams, you can put more lights, but it's not going to help you. You got to focus on the constant that will guide you out of the fog into your destination. And for me, that constant is my faith in God and my family. Yeah. And as long as I keep my eyes on that, even though it's foggy, I know that I'm not going to crash. There's safety in that. And I just want to encourage you that are listening to this right now to find what that constant white line is for you. Yeah. Because if you can identify that and feed into that and and nourish it and the people that those are, whether it be a faith, whether it be people, whatever that may be, that's that's a positive thing. You're going to be all right you're going to come out to the destination that you need to be at. See, it doesn't matter what age somebody is, what their experiences are. The wisdom that you just shared is wisdom that I think resonates with so many of us. I know for me, there are times when I take my eyes off that white line. And, but as I go back and I look at that, it's like, okay, I may not be looking out at the destination that I'd like to see. It's not the clear weather I'd like to see. But like you said, if I just stay focused on that line, I trust that that that's going to get me where I want to go. So thank you for that. I appreciate that, that wisdom. It's it's, it's an honor to get a chance to sit here with you today and to talk. I mean, we've, we've been friends for sure. That's another, almost a theme to this podcast is the, the people that are the most influential in my life, you know, Todd, who just, God put us together to do this. And the people that I've had a chance to talk to and yourself included have been relationships that have really come up fast in my life. Right. And, uh, you know, God puts those white lines in front of us when we need them to yes. direct us where we want to go. So I love analogies and, and I love, you know, the, the examples that we learn from analogies. And so thank you for that one in my life that I'm going to be thinking about the rest of the day right. so, and beyond most likely. So um, thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for creating a platform you bet, to man. you, you to Todd, to Jake, everybody involved in this project to be able to make people feel comfortable, to be able to open up and because um, that's not uh, easy at times. Yeah. So you guys have that gift. No, it's just a pleasure. This continue is great. using it. So thank, thank you, you guys. man, for being here today. Appreciate I'm, you, man. Thank you, Edwin. Thanks, Edgar. Thank you.